It's hard to believe that it's late in November. That means Thanksgiving is upon us, and our thoughts will turn to turkey, mashed potatoes with gravy, green bean casserole, and pumpkin pie. At least that's where my head seems to go when I hear the word Thanksgiving. That's the holiday, and it should be more than just a holiday. It should be our attitude every day. Thanksgiving in our hearts for the Lord. We're thankful for you here at Finish Strong. Thanks for joining us. I'm Dan Wheeler. Brian Rowland and Terry Steen is here. We are your co-hosts, and John Matarazzo is the man at the controls, making sure everything is technically sound. You know, guys, if you have God in your heart, you are filled with thanks, and then Thanksgiving becomes more than a holiday. It becomes really a way of life year-round. Mm, that's good. I like well, thank that. you. It's I true. just came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's true, though. I mean, think about it. Um, if you're not thankful, well, you're bitter. <laughs> and we know where that goes. It's like it's like the frown inverted, you know, the smile to the frown. It's like, wow. Yeah. No, yeah. you get got to have gratitude and be thankful. Well, I know Terry's thankful that at least he has three friends who are right here with him. And mm-hmm. we're thankful for you, Terry. Thank you. At least somebody is. I'm feeling better already. So. If you're new to Finish Strong, you know that sometimes we pick on Terry because he picks on us all the time. <laughs> Very pickable. Yes, yes. Exactly. Terry, can you yeah. think of a memorable Thanksgiving for you? One that was uh, extra really- special? Yeah, I really can. It was a number of years ago, and it was very unique. And, of course, you know, Thanksgiving for all of us probably tends to be around family, and that's kind of the first thing we think of, the love of family. But one year, my mom was just adamant that my wife and I and our family come up for this Thanksgiving. And I had a couple brothers. Most of them were up there. I was away. There was a few family members around, and she was insistent, so we made the extra effort, came up to Iowa, which was, you know, a long haul, and made the effort to all have Thanksgiving together. Great time. Everybody made it. And we're all telling our crazy old stories of growing up that everyone's heard 50 times, but we love telling them anyhow. And I just see Brian my mom. Brian and I have heard them 100 times. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm seeing my mom just sitting back, taking it all in, just very, just loving every minute of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was still kind of, it was a fun time. But yet I still couldn't figure out why she was so insistent. And then that was in November. And in January, she was diagnosed with leukemia. Hmm. And I just feel like she knew that something was coming. She may have known and knew this might be her last Thanksgiving. And sure enough, she passed away that next month in February. But we were so grateful that we were able to have that family time together, and she was able to see her family having fun together for one last time. Mm -mm -mm. What a great one. (laughs) Brian, how about you? Yeah, yeah, well, I choose. How do you top that? (laughs) Yeah, that's why you went second. I mean, it's got me me (laughs) in tears. I'll tell you, our, our Thanksgivings, um, there's a couple of things that happen during Thanksgiving that they now seem it's all uh, tied around family. But um, I remember growing up as a kid that we would always go to my my Aunt Lena's house, uh, mostly my Aunt Florence's house, 
And our Thanksgivings started with lasagna, raviolis, <laughs> any My kind goodness. of pasta you could think of. And then came the turkey and the ham and the sweet potatoes and all that. So and you had we a light appetizer of right. ravioli. <laughs> and when we were finished with all that, we're stuffed. The guys would go into the, in the living room, start watching football. The ladies took everything to the kitchen and were putting it away in that. And then they brought out all this meat cut up for sandwiches. <laughs> and that was next. That was like an hour, two hours later. So then after the sandwiches, that would all go away. And then all the pies would come out. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, no wonder I am the size I am today. But it was, <laughs> it was just amazing. But that's how we started. We're Italian family. And I mentioned that to a girl the other day who's Italian down here. We were talking. And she said, what? How, how was your Thanksgivings? And I said, well, when I was a kid, I told her that. She goes, that's amazing. That's exactly what mine was like. She, her parents were from Italy. And she was like, started the same way. It always starts with the pasta. <laughs> My goodness. I always wondered why, to show our thanks, we just ate as much as we could possibly eat. That's right. <laughs> yeah. A little disconnect. <laughs> yeah, I have two very memorable Thanksgivings. And one was not a pleasant memory, but that was the first Thanksgiving right after Beth had died, mm-hmm. um, not even a month before. And uh, we had it at my daughter's in-laws, and they left. They thought it would be a nice gesture to leave an empty place setting at the table in honor of Beth. Well, it may have. It was a nice gesture, but it tore me up. I, yeah. I couldn't even look at it. It was just uh, horrible. It was unlike any other Thanksgiving I'd ever had, and I was just filled with guilt and distress and sadness. But then the other most memorable was the next Thanksgiving, because while I missed her, I realized that I was a little better and that I was able to say thank you and and thank the Lord for her life and all the Thanksgivings we had together. So Mm. interesting. Those are probably the two most memorable Thanksgivings. And then, of course, every Thanksgiving since then has gotten better. And that Thanksgiving, Dan, that was Brooke's first Thanksgiving with you too, wasn't it? No, she wasn't born till the next September. This was right after. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. One. Oh, the next Thanksgiving. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Brooke had been born September 21st. Good memory, Brian. And so we did have, you know, something extra to be thankful for. And yeah. It was like uh, God was saying, here's the circle of life. I'm still with mm-hmm. you guys. Really neat. But, you know, this Thanksgiving is going to be special for one guy. Our producer, John Matarazzo. <laughs> oh, yeah. John, uh, why don't you tell us why this one's especially um, pertinent when we're talking about great Thanksgivings? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> first off, I, I am I'm grateful to be able to replace my uh, favorite Thanksgiving uh, this year uh, because, you know, in the, in the standings, because the previous <laughs> one was there was a situation at, at, at my previous job that got resolved right before Thanksgiving and that person was no longer there. And so I was very grateful for that. But as God has took somebody out of my life years ago, God has brought somebody into my life for this Thanksgiving. And um, this year I uh, have my fiance uh, joining me. We're flying up to Pittsburgh to uh, have Thanksgiving with my family. And wow. uh, it's going to be very, very special for a lot of reasons. So, yeah. and then we'll be getting married before the end of the year. Wow, let's so, hear, guys. <laughs> John he finally did it. He's yeah. going to tie the knot. Yeah. <laughs> well, have, your, have your parents, yeah. have they met her? Yes. Yeah, my family, um, they actually came to visit me here in Orlando um, uh, uh, last month. Uh, so, this would have been 
in the beginning of October. Um, actually, my parents' birthdays are the 9th and the 10th of October. So they came down to kind of celebrate their birthday. And so we took the vacation time. But my, my girlfriend, uh, Vel, uh, was able to spend a good bit of time with us. And my parents really like her and she really likes them. And my sister likes her too. So that's, that's a good thing. That's great. Everybody's excited for our upcoming nuptials. Yeah, well, that's great. you know, the Bible tells us that we should enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts, enter his courts with praise. So uh, mm-hmm. throughout the Bible, we're told to be thankful and in everything give thanks. Mm-hmm. And while we do it Thanksgiving time, we should be doing it all through the year. And, you know, Terry, there are several benefits when you look at everything Uh, Being thankful helps you to come out on top in so many areas. It really does. And I guess logically, why would we think otherwise? If the Bible tells us to do something, there has to be good reason for it. You know, it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 to give thanks in all circumstances Mm -hmm. because that's God's will. So when we do that, the byproduct is things like it opens the doors to more relationships. You know, as you're a thankful person and a grateful person, that kind of opens up your personality to be more friendly and more open to people. You meet more people. They want to be around someone who's a grateful, thankful person and not always down in the mully grub. So, the mully know, grub? The yeah, mully grubs, you know. Oh, <laughs> a, oh I've never like seen that plant. It's like a bug. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. But, you know, that does make sense. If you're happy, you're grateful, other people want to be around you. And I think that makes so much sense to me that you're more open to relationships. Yeah, not to mention the physical side of it, because studies show that you sleep better, you're healthier, you have fewer aches and pains, literally impacts headaches and stomach problems, the, the more grateful you are. So it has a lot of impact on you. He started to stay, say study shows, and I thought, well, that's what I had written down here, study shows. So it's, <laughs> I don't know what you were reading, but mine says that practicing gratitude can lead to more intimate and connected relationships, less depression, more motivation and engagement, and better overall mental well-being. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you can carry around envy and strife and resentment and frustration and regret, but not when you're thankful, right, Brian? You don't, true. You're so busy being thankful and counting your blessings, you don't have time for those other emotions. You don't, and you shouldn't. And how many of us in our families, or, or no families, that have siblings in that that, that are uh, at each other all the time, mm-hmm. and they're not speaking to each other, they're cut off from each other, and there's a hatred that grows there, and there's a wall. And it shouldn't be like that. It should be gratitude. It should be happy to be with your brother or your sister at all times. And uh, knowing that the Lord has given you charge over them, has they given charge over you? I mean, we all look for to care of each other, especially in our family. And I think that's really what, how it should be. That's what family is supposed to be, um, supposed to have complete family, and that's what you do as a family circle. I think when you're thankful, you look at the glasses half full, mm-hmm. not half empty. You tend to look at the positive side yeah. of things. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of studies that show a link between gratitude and well-being, according to Robert Emmons. Uh, Brian, I know you looked into this. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, and I found that uh, from Dr. Gail Saltz. She's a psychoanalyst and 
all kinds of places there she's where she's doctoring and i just didn't write them all down <laughs> but when, was, when i asked if gratitude is good for your health she said people who spend more time experiencing gratitude seem to spend less time experiencing aches and pains and going to doctors they also report more feelings of physical and mental well-being wow well i want some of that yeah exactly Be thankful so we're we're talking about studies, but you know a lot of this is common sense. And as Terry said, we're commanded by God in the Bible to be thankful, to and there's right. a reason. There's right. a reason. He said, mm-hmm. Jesus said, "I'm come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly." In John 10, and yeah. you know, being grateful leads to that more abundant life. I mean, a study in 2011 uh, that was published in Applied Psychology even showed that grateful people sleep better. So I think it's a great idea. You know, I tend to check. Well, last night I was checking the results of the elections and all this, and I looked at my news app. But a better idea before you go to bed, instead of getting worked up, is to be thankful and write down your blessings. Can you imagine if we all wrote down at the end of the day the good things that happened? To us that day and what we're thankful for. What a reflection on the day. And yeah, how could you not but sleep better? Because you're going to be more joyful. You're going to be happier about the results of the day. And like you said earlier, you're shifting your focus to the positive things of the day mm-hmm. and trying to put the bad things behind you. So when you can wake up in the morning, it's a new day, it's a fresh start, and uh, you don't have to keep those on the, the top of your list. And you know what you we said, Dan? I, I never thought of journaling before you go to bed and writing down what you're thankful for. I try to go through my mind what I've done that day and what I'm thankful for. But uh, Dr. Saltz actually, uh, uh, and said, people who practice gratitude right before bedtime, then she says, by listing those things they feel grateful for, <laughs> report better sleep. Just what you just said. This is likely yeah. because gratitude diminishes anxiety and stressful feelings, allowing a more restful and relaxed entry to sleep. So mm-hmm. I got my pen here and my paper, and I know what I'm doing tonight. Okay, good put night's that, rest. Yeah, put that pen and paper on your pillow. Yep. And before you hit that pillow, write yep. it down. That's right. You know, uh, a study in 2014 in the Journal of Sports Psychology said that gratitude re- reduces social comparison. And this struck me because I think a lot of unhappy people are always comparing themselves to others and saying, well, they have a bigger car, they have a new house, and they have more money in the bank, and why don't I have that? And I deserve that. And everything becomes me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. And then they, that's all they focus on. But my daughter, Kirsten, uh, whenever I go and stay with them out in South Dakota, the bathroom that Cole and I uh, share in the basement, she has a, a big sign in there, and I love it. It says, being grateful for what we have makes what we have enough. And I just love that. Every time I read that, I think that is so true. Yeah. Just be grateful. Yeah. I was just going to say, and you know, you look at society today, you look at the millennials, you look at the younger people that are really into social media, and we hear over and over again how depressed they are, how sad they are, increased suicide because of exactly what you're talking about. And it's it's tragic that they allow that comparison game to impact their self-esteem so much. Mm-hmm. It's just terrible. Yeah. I think a lot of people want it handed to them, though, too, T. Um, I remember when I was working at a place that a uh, college kid came in from USC, and uh, he was there, and it was just like he just he was doing his own thing, 
And he decided that he wanted a corner office because one of the, our VPs had just left. So he just goes and he just gets in there and takes over this office. And I was like, excuse me, what are you doing? You know, well, I like this office. Well, yeah, but you got to earn it. <laughs> That's not yeah. just your office. You get out there in the pool with the rest of the people, you know? So it's just interesting how the minds are thinking today of these young, the new generation. Yeah, you know, it's so important. And we should take some time as we're talking about this to talk about things that we should be grateful for. Mm-hmm. You know, it says, I was reading in Psalm 107 that... The word to give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love mm-hmm. endures forever. Amen. And, and that if we don't give thanks or aren't grateful for anything else, it should be for God's presence and for his power. Because the scripture doesn't root the gratitude in our circumstances because our circumstances change. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Bible says to be thankful in all circumstances. But we give thanks for God's character. We give thanks for his love for us because that doesn't change. His character doesn't change. So when we're thankful for God and for his character and his presence, his power, that's where it all starts. Yeah. And everything else comes so much easier, doesn't it? Sure does. And I'll tell you, David had so many things to say that sets us in the right direction. Over in Psalm 103.2, he said, Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He was reminding himself of that, too. All the good yeah. things that God does for him. Once you forget that, things happen, things change. But when you remember that, then God goes before you. And you let him go before you and lead you. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of a verse, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Right there, that should make us the happiest people in the world. So grateful. Mm-hmm. That's found in First Chronicles 16, 34. So, yeah, Terry, a, a lot of the people in your life, all our material blessings, and, and there's so much more. What about the bad things that happened to us? Yeah, I was going to say, it's real easy. At Thanksgiving, we always think about the people. We always think about the material blessings because of all that food you mentioned at the top (laughs) of the podcast. But yet, at the same time, if we're being true to Scripture, we need to be thankful for the challenges, the trials, the persecutions that come Mm. our way because that grows us, that matures us. We just talked about that in our last week's podcast and it hasn't changed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I often think, where would I be if I didn't know the Lord? So I'm grateful for salvation. I mean, Amen. I look at what's going on in the world, and I look at people that don't have God in their life. They don't have that relationship, mm-hmm. and I feel bad for them because I'm, I feel like they have no one to turn to. We always have God, the creator of the universe. Sometimes I'm praying, and I have to stop and think, Lord, I can't believe you're listening to me, that you care about little <laughs> tiny me, but we're all important in his sight. You uh, said little and tiny. I, heard I did that. not okay. say I heard oh, that. No, you know, I told you. I told you we were hoping one of his jokes would be funny, but it hasn't happened. <laughs> Although he obviously thinks it's funny. And Brian, stop laughing. Okay. <laughs> you just encourage him. Laughter's good um, for the heart. It is. <laughs> Well, Brian, do you have more things that we can be grateful for or how we can be more grateful? Well, I'll tell you, I have one more scripture verse I want to share with you. It's Colossians 3.15. It says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. And as members of one body, that means we're all members of, of, of Christ, 
I mean, we, we've known our life to him. He's taken us, so we're all in him. And uh, we are to be thankful. And uh, that gives us peace, knowing that we've given our life over and that he's in control. And especially this time of year with Thanksgiving coming, it's nice to know and be able to say that. Thank you, Lord, for taking my burdens upon you. Thank you for taking my sin upon you. Right. Thank you for giving me all the blessings that you give me. Right. So true. I think about a couple other things that when I think about how to be more grateful, and one is to appreciate the small things. Too many times we sit and look at the big things, but if we look every day at the small things that are done for us and by us and around us, that helps me be more grateful and then helping mm-hmm. others. When you quit thinking about yourself and start looking at other people, that's another great way to just increase your your uh, gratefulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to bring our producer in one more time. John, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit because we just talked about being thankful for trials and when things don't work out right. And I know that you had a relationship not terribly long ago that didn't work out and you were really sad and down and we prayed for you. And Mm -hmm. I think you've got testimony that uh, sometimes when God takes away something, he has something better. Yes, he absolutely does. And uh, it's hard to see that in the moment and realize that, but I'm grateful for the time that I had in between these, that relationship hmm. and this one, because I was able to see things with God's eyes towards that situation. And um, I saw that we wouldn't have been a good fit. There was, a, there was enough things hmm. that were different that, um, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful that God broke that relationship. I say that on purpose, that God was the one that, that, that broke that. It wasn't, it, I mean, she was the one that ended it, but God was the one that was protecting me and protecting her. Now I found out recently mm-hmm. that she's married, yeah. which is wonderful. That's great. I'm happy for her. Mm-hmm. We never were. We mm-hmm. never were upset with each other. We were just like, got mm-hmm. this, we don't have our fit together. Um, mm-hmm. And then I went through a season where I felt very dry and very like, I am not grateful for this situation that I'm in. I'm, you know, I was very frustrated. But God called me to a season of prayer and fasting, an extended season of prayer and fasting, actually two times in uh, mm-hmm. this year once in January, and then once again in July. And interestingly enough, the one in July, it was during that time that my future wife and I, um, we, we connected. And actually, it was through a mutual friend. I didn't know that, hmm. the, that we had a mutual friend. What's interesting, I'll tell you the, the brief story. I know I'm taking a little, a little bit more time, but I had seen uh, Vel's profile on a dating app uh, a couple different times, but just we just hmm. never connected. Okay, and then uh, she was somebody that I was like, you could see the love of the Lord on her profile. You could see um, just her jovial personality, just this infectious smile. And I was interested in her from the moment that I saw her. But they're just she wasn't just connecting with me. And then during this time of prayer and fasting in July, God sends a friend. And we hadn't seen each other in a while. And he said, I just hear the name Vel, Vel, Vel. And he said, I need to connect you with Vel. And I'm like, is it this girl? And I, I pulled up <laughs> a picture of her profile and he said, I think that is her. And I said, I would absolutely be interested in that. And it was because through that, <laughs> oh, that's that, great. that it led to us actually yeah. connecting. And it turned out that she oh. had seen my messages, but ignored them because she had so many other guys. <laughs> 
trying to get to her. Um, and she just was like, I can't take this anymore. And uh, we all so, went through that, Jeff. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, so, well but, thanks, John. I feel, yeah. I feel like that's for someone that's out there needing yeah, a boost right. today. Maybe, maybe you feel like things just haven't worked out. Maybe it's romantically, maybe it's on the job, whatever it is. God has something better. Mm-hmm. When he takes something away, he always does. It reminds me of a TV show that Brian Terry and I remember, but I'm sure you don't, John, unless you've seen it on uh, reruns, but it's called Father Knows Best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. he certainly does. So how can we finish strong with attitude, with gratitude, guys? What are some real things we can do? Well, we have to be happy for others. We have to be content with what we have. We've talked about that, how important that is. Yeah, that's good, being happy for others, too. Sometimes that's hard, Brian, isn't it, when we see somebody that maybe has something that we've wanted? Yeah, but, you know, it's only for a season or for a bit. If that, that if that's happened to you, I know if it's happened to me, I go, after a while, it's like, eh, you know, okay, I didn't need that anyways, or it's just mm-hmm. something I wanted right that time, and it's nothing, no big deal, so let it go. Right, and remember, above all, you are special to God. Mm-hmm. He has a plan for you, your life. And uh, you can simply ask God into your life by saying, Lord, I'm a sinner. I've, I've uh, not kept your commandments. I've strayed from what my conscience has told me to do at times, my conscience. And I want to ask your forgiveness. And I want to ask you into my heart. Mm-hmm. And I want to truly be thankful every day for the rest of my life. So thank you, Lord, for saving my soul in thy name. Amen. Yeah, we used to sing that song. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation, so rich and free. We are thankful to him, and we are thankful to you for joining us for this edition of Finish Strong. God bless everybody. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.